Family Justice, and we'll watch you rugby wrap up. I don't want to say that I'm easy, but if you send me a hat and a shirt, you're getting on the show. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, director of rugby and co-founder of the New England Free Jacks, Alex Magleby, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, and David Barry, the owner of the Ramblin' Jesters. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks to our guests today, my good friend, Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, calling in from Nova Scotia, and Mr. Alexander Magleby, the co-founder and director of rugby of the New England Free Jacks and USA Rugby legend. Thank you, gentlemen. Let's welcome Mr. Magleby first. Alex, how are you? Doing, doing very well, Matt. Brian, how jealous are you of that shirt that he is wearing? I, mean, I, was, I got, I got I was, this. I was just going to say I came woefully underprepared to, to, <laughs> to deal with the, uh, the unbelievable uh, shirt we've got, Alex, uh, there. And, and I have to say that the Eagle shirt, Cal on <laughs> just shining through the screen <laughs> from your chest there, Matt. What? <laughs> What? The Kyle is the Eagles. It's truly glorious. And so now at least he can be with us. You know, I, I wasn't going to do a show this week. I was going to take take a, take the week off and collect my marbles. But I got a package from the Free Jacks. And I know that we just had your, your fellow co-owner and chairman of the board of directors, Eric Anderson, on last week. But when you send me this shirt, <laughs> this hat, and some <laughs> Free Jacks IPA. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the formula to get on Rugby Wrap-Up. I don't care. I, this is it right here. Simple. Cool shirt, great hat, bald guy, and beer. Irish guy. How you doing? Here's to the Free Jacks. I like the Free Jacks IPA. It's Strata Hops. It's oh, like- I love it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. And we do have a, a surprise guest that you are or have worked with in the past that's going to come on in, in just minutes. He's in our waiting room right now. Uh, but, Alex, just a, a quick note. Uh, I want to say that you have Justin Johnson, Jack Miller, Tom Brusati, Spencer Kruger. None of them went to Dartmouth. It's a great crew. We're really excited to have them. They're going to be fantastic. We're really, actually really pumped up. I think the collegiate game, the landscape has changed dramatically, and you're starting to see rugby-skilled athletes coming out. And um, so we're really excited to see their transition into the professional game. You know, for some, that may be a three- to six-month transition. For some, that may be 18 months. Uh, but that we're really excited to help them continue their journey in rugby. Two of them were your – First ever Major League Rugby draft picks. Johnson went at sixth, and then you took uh, Kruger in the second round. Kruger's a big boy. Yeah, he, he, sure, he sure is. And he, he did a little bit of time down in New Zealand, did, did, did exceptionally well. And in our due diligence, we found um, that he just, in, in all aspects of his life, he, he works hard, he does good things. So we're really excited to have him. And 
we're fortunate, in, and especially uh, with JJ, that we were able to get him. You know, he's a he's a really talented footballer and just a great human. He was five eight a kappa and all sorts of other things at uh, at Life U. You know, he's already lined up a, a job in the real world, and he's just um, he he's a grinder. And we're 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 fortunate to get him at six. So that begs the question you brought up. He got a job in the real world. This is the the reality that faces this league right now. You have a sixth pick out of the college draft. And, you know, what Americans are um, across the board in an American professional sport is saying, oh, he's, he's got generational wealth as a sixth pick in a, in a league draft, right? But this, this, this kid's got to go get a job. Yeah, I think that was a choice he made, right? I, but obviously you guys understand our salary cap and that it's, you know, tied to a long-term growth strategy. And the vast majority of professional sports in the United States, most people who played pro sports for the vast majority of the time frame that we've had, you know, pro sports – over the 20th century, they, they did other things, right? And it took a long time for, you know, for the products to, to mature into the entertainment behemoths they are. And so there's a lot of revenue that comes from that. And we're really just starting this journey and we want to make sure we do it safely so that uh, we're here in 100 years. And doing things safely is the trend, obviously, because we're under this pandemic or and or under the the bubble that is the pandemic but i'm just noticing you guys are having summer camps we are we're, we're um you know massachusetts obviously was really hit just like new york and um you know our state leadership and, and throughout new england really made some some tough decisions early on and people for the most part uh, stuck with those and so we're, we're coming out of that a little bit right now we're in we're in phase three in, in massachusetts so we can do very light um, individualized type training. You know, we have 10 people in a, in a unit at once, but they're still, we do temperature checks. They're not doing contact, multiple balls that are being disinfected. There's no tackling. There's no, I mean, kids are in face masks. The coaches are in face masks. So it's, it's very much light, um, light stuff for now. And hopefully we continue to progress and the rest of the country gets out of some scenarios or in some difficult situations right now. And hopefully we come out of that. Um, but certainly we're able to teach and, and learn right now on the field. And that's really good. You know, we ran a virtual Academy as soon as we had to uh, suspend and then cancel the season. We had over a thousand participants, you know, 600 kids were, were part of the learn to play initiatives and other, other initiatives we did online. We would have never done that as a company right now, like learn to be a bit more savvy virtually had we not kind of run into the buzzsaw of canceling a season what that allowed us to do is to learn some things that we otherwise wouldn't have right now in our own evolution. So we're excited about that. And now it's, it's great to start leveraging that up into more opportunities to learn the game and then hopefully compete in the not too distant future. And in the not too distant future, I hear that there is a podcast in your sites. Yeah. You know, I think again, part of who we are, you know, we are an entertainment company. You know, our goal is eventually to be a you know, global sports entertainment organization. Uh, and that's there's multiple prongs to that. And we want to be able to, you, you come for two to three hours on a Saturday and it's a great time with your family or with your buddies. And this is this great respite from working hard all week and, and other things. And we want to be able to be that for 30 seconds on your weekdays too and have that and, and be able to provide that same feeling to our to our fans and our community. So that's what we're setting out to do and trying different verticals. And we'll, we'll be announcing three to four podcasts uh, here pretty shortly. You know, you guys had actually done really well um, in your ticket push hitting. And um, 
is there almost a positive to that and kind of saying, you know, maybe we can almost expand our seating plans that we had or, or even maybe looking at a bigger venue? I know you're uh, limited in some respects at, at Union Point, so I don't know if you're staying there or not, but uh, has it given you, uh, you know, any pause to, to rethink what you were doing with that and, and maybe push a little further, be more ambitious? Yeah, so let's let's just say the COVID experience wasn't wasn't still present. Um, certainly, we would have plans to be able to continue to build. Of our 1,200 founding members, only two uh, were in a position where they had to get a refund, and they're all moving on to uh, 2021, which is fantastic, right? That's a really good base to grow with, and I think that's, that speaks volumes to not only our sport and what our region has, has wanted, and you know, per capita, probably more rugby players than, than the rest of the country, a lot of universities play, and just very rich history of, of men's and women's rugby in New England, uh, but that the experiences that we provided a little bit in the exhibition season and um, putting a little, pulling a little flame to that and making that bigger and better was, was part of what we were looking to do. And now we have a whole runway, a whole year effectively to even make that better. Now what I'm in the process of, and we just had a board meeting the other day is okay, let's look at all the possible iterations, right? So just competition, no attendance, right? How do we manage that? Okay. Competition, but attendance may be like what the Patriots may end up doing this, this fall, 20% capacity. What is capacity? What is 20% then, um, you know, distancing pods of 10 or less. How do you put the pods together? How do you treat uh, your season ticket holders um, with the reverence deserved for when they bought their tickets? And now that you may have to change seating, but right now the plan is to certainly keep the structure that we had built out and then actually augment that with some additional opportunities for, um, different festival hangout type areas that we're really excited to, to, to build out. One of the kind of barbs fired by the Raptors when they announced their decision to pull out was that they felt uh, MLR wasn't developing uh, American players um, as much. Uh, certainly we had lots of feedback on that. I wanted to get uh, kind of your thoughts on this. What's your impression been of, of not only the, the American players in the, in the three years that MLR has been going, but also within the Free Jacks themselves, just through the exhibition series that you guys had, and then the, the limited run that you had this year before the season was canceled. I mean, you had some, some young American players, and uh, Quentin Newcomer comes to mind. Danny Collins, I thought he did uh, pretty well. You know, have you seen dramatic increases in those guys even that, in that short amount of time? Yeah, there is no – those players would not be in that kind of chasing national team bubble perspective had there not been opportunities to play the game on a regular basis where they could be paid to do it so they didn't have to work another job as often. They were in a, basically a full-time training environment. Uh, those, the, those opportunities – we didn't have many of those in the United States a few years ago, right? There were a couple of universities that do a really good job of creating really high-quality – quasi full-time entertain uh, um, environments to learn, right? Uh, you know, we, we all know the, the list of those great schools that do a really good job of that, but that's even limited to 20 hours a week and that kind of thing. Um, now to provide that across the country in multiple areas so that the volume of opportunities has really increased. And once you increase the pool, you know, it's opportunities for needles in the hay to rise up as opposed to trying to, you know, perhaps that, Olympic Commonwealth type model where let's find the best 17 year old invest in that 17 year old and let's let's really see them be you know world champions at 23 that is a very hard equation to get right so traditional American sports vis-a-vis -vis the scholastic model let's increase the volume let's increase opportunity and and you know the the best will rise in that situation as long as there's opportunity you talk about the the players rising and and coming out of obscurity if you have that expanded uh, scenario 
you got a guy behind you there that came out of nothing. That's Nate Ebner. Is he your Bastero? Is he your Nanu? Is he your Rob Shaw? Are you set to make an announcement that you made a deal with the New York Giants to get Mr. Be, Ebner to play for you? Fantastic. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I mean, Nate not only would be a fantastic player on the field, but the way Nate carries himself, he's such a professional. That's what we saw with the U.S. You know, come 2016 when he when he was chasing the Olympic dream. It's just his everyday behaviors are are so high quality that that would really be um, that would that would really impact the program in in a really really positive, healthy way. We're fortunate that Nate's involved. Nate's one of our co-owners, um, but right now he's he's chasing football and he's doing a tremendous job at that long career. I think he's going to his ninth year now. So. Um, you know, it'd be great to have Nate, but um, that is not an announcement I'll be making today. <laughs> we'll make it for you. Brian, America's Rugby News, Rugby Wrap-Up, dual uh, press release, Nate Ebner to the Free Jacks. All right, on that note, let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back with a surprise guest, Mr. Magleby and Mr. Brian Ray. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News up in Nova Scotia and Mr. Alexander Magleby. All right, well, uh, sit tight because we're about to rock your world with this very special guest coming in right now. Let's see, drum roll, please. This is none other. What, Mr. David Berry? (laughs) The rambling jester himself. (laughs) That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. David Barry, the owner of the Ramblin' Jesters, the Rugby Town Sevens champions, current UK Super Sevens series champs, current Scandinavian Sevens champs, men's and women. They've got an impressive role of honor that we'll get to. He is also now one of your partners. Yes, a brilliant partner he is. It's, it's so funny, I've been emailing him. I need his advice on a couple of things. So fantastic. David, how are you? Welcome. <laughs> I'm really good. Uh, calling in from London. Um, the country with the second worst debt rate for COVID in the world at the moment, unfortunately. So, A lot of people might not know this. The Ramblin' Chesters and the New England Free Jacks have formed a partnership. And Mr. Barry is also now part of the ownership group. Brian, this is a, this is a combination of great kits. <laughs> I'll tell you what well, I was mentioning before the show that I think the Free Jacks are winning in the the, uh, the the kit design department and MLR kind of running away but to have the gestures in as well I mean what do you say that's just a, a, a per- picture perfect uh, meeting between those two those two forces uh, I mean look at the exquisite background behind Mr. Barry there just well, yeah. she'll be adding the collar now to the gestures kit oh perfect the collar is de rigueur <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so collar rights. That was it. It was just collar rights. It was just shit. <laughs> collar rights. You guys are great. Let's get away from the jesting and let's get down to the nitty gritty, guys. Talk, Alex talk, and David, tell me about how this uh, this partnership is wor- going to work. I mean, sevens players playing fifteens. Come on. We, we just talked. We were talking really about opportunities, and this provides a great opportunity for more athletes, uh, women and men, in um, in the New England area to get chances to play at a 
really high level. Uh, and, and the best coaches in the world are almost invariably other players. And to have the chance to be with a fantastic touring squad where you have some legitimately amazing players and uh, our, our you know, budding players in, in New England to get a chance to, to compete in, a, in pressure-filled environments with, with, uh, with significantly you know, talented and experienced players is a, is a, is a, big, is a big opportunity. So that for us, from a, from a New England side, was the, the really important piece to it. There's some massive quality at, uh, at the Free Jacks as well. There are guys who played on the World Series um, as part of the squad. So I wouldn't say it was just a development opportunity for us. We were going to pick up some really hot talent. If it hadn't been for COVID, we would have gone back to Rugby Town Sevens to defend our championship with probably a new title, the Free Jack Jesters. Um, and we would have probably had Bowden Waka and Doi and, uh, and Warwick Lammert and, and a few others uh, in that squad. Is, so is, is the rumor accurate that you guys merged, Alex, that you reached out to the gestures because of Greg O'Shea and his 1.1 million Instagram? 1.6. 1.6 million Instagram followers. Back and I was like, that's fantastic. We need to figure out a way that where Free Jacks are supported on that, that medium. So that's... that's I was explaining to uh, Matt that, that uh, a Jester's player is the most popular rugby player in the world, which yeah. he couldn't believe, but indeed he is because he won Love Island. Would you have any interest in pushing the league towards some kind of a preseason? You know, we've seen like the Super 7s or the Premiership 7s, that kind of thing. An MLR, maybe, a, you know, a tournament maybe too, with the Rambling Jesters uh, competing in that as well. Well, I mean, I think it's a fantastic idea. And can you imagine, let's take it back to Glendale. They may have exited, but talk about the perfect neutral location for a sevens tournament in, in rugby town. And uh, how cool it would be to get all of the 13, maybe 14 MLR teams involved. And having had a little bit of a chat with Mike Friday, we might sprinkle in some fairy dust and get the Eagles there as well. And imagine drafting the Eagles. So you pick up, I'll pick Perry Baker as pick one. I'll pick Carlin Oz as pick two and sprinkling them among the teams, how cool would that be? I think there'd be real interest from NBC and ESPN and, and possibly even Sky Sports over here. It, it would be a fantastic showcase for the MLR. And also, I think Sevens provides an incredible opportunity for players to build their skills. Um, you know, so Sevens players playing 15s, of course, the best rugby players in the world are Sevens players. But how would that jive with your gestures being an official pathway to Ireland's rugby sevens team. So, so we, we, are, we are supportive of not just Ireland, but also the USA Eagles. We've had uh, five or six of the Eagles play for us at various times this year, and we're going to give them some more opportunity. Uh, we've also given England some opportunity. Um, waiting to get a relationship with Canada, and we'll uh, hopefully do that in due course. But we're, uh, we're multinational and uh, we'll jest anywhere. <laughs> uh, so you're equal opportunity jesters. You're right. Right up my alley. Brian, they've got the likes on their honor roll of Ellis Gensch. Could he be is – this, is this the breaking story that he is going to be on the Free Jacks? Yeah, we hear something's coming up uh, pretty soon, August 1st, some kind of an announcement. Maybe Mr. Magleby could fill us in, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be quite something to see one of those guys in. 
uh, coming over. You know, you got some amazingly talented players. Is there one player who stuck out for you, David, over the years who's played for the Rambling Jesters, um, who's been kind of shining above the rest? His four sons. <laughs> no, no. You know, we had three players play in the World Cup um, this year, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, two English and one Samoan. And uh, seeing, seeing guys go on to play 15s, we've got guys in the Premiership who have started at 7s, we've got guys that said in the World Cup, and we've got um, American guys who've uh, made it onto the Eagles after playing a few times. So it's, uh, it's very exciting, very interesting to see. I've had the pleasure of seeing the, the Jesters up close and personal a number of times, and there's always those explosive talents or, or blossoming talents, and it would be great to be able to get, as you say, that kind of working relationship with the Eagles. But getting back to that tournament idea, lawyers get involved in everything in our society and our societies, respectively, you know, across the pond here. How would that work in terms of, okay, an ML, are these showcases before MLR matches, are you suggesting? Or no, would they have MLR players? I mean, I'm, I'm suggesting that it's a tournament that happens just prior, you know, most pre-seasons for the MLR kicks off in November. So I'm talking about something that happens in October. Um, and it wouldn't be too difficult, I would have thought, to bring the start of the insurance period back to cover this program. Sevens is uh, far less physical and far less risky than, than, than 15. So I can't see a big problem there. I know that the US is quite difficult with issues like liability, but I wouldn't see the Jesters playing in it. It's a free jacks. It's the, it's the MLR team with the Eagles thrown in would be the, the concept. And, and maybe Canada as well. You know, Canada could feature in that. It would be awesome. Matt, I think, remember, right, that provides quality entertainment. Not, it's not a development tool, but in and of itself, it provides additional assets for, and I don't want to speak on behalf of my partners in MLR, but as a concept, that's fantastic, right? It's another opportunity for us to share our brands and bring our, our type of lifestyle entertainment to, to new fans and uh, continues to, to drive the calendar. I think also trying to draw in American fans. Um, when you're sitting in a stand, it's very easy to understand sevens. The, the athleticism of the game, the speed of the game, it's really attractive and interesting. And to do it as a forerunner for the MLR season, I think you'll pull in some fans that'll stay with the MLR as it moves into its full season. So I think it's a great idea all around. And how about the World 7 Series calendar? Well, that's, that's difficult. I think it's going to be decimated in this, uh, this upcoming season. And I'm really concerned from a financial basis that many of the unions will withdraw support uh, or the, the levels of support that they're currently providing for the, the Sevens programs. The USA has the fantastic Golden Eagles um, supporting it. Um, I think without it, it would struggle. Um, other nations uh, will need to go that way. I've been talking in Ireland about maybe they need to develop their own brand of the Golden Eagles to, to, to really give some support to the, to the Sevens program. Has any, have any teams reached out to the Ramblers and said, hey, you know, we're going to have a shortage of, of fixtures and competitions in the build-up to uh, Tokyo next year. Um, you know, can we maybe get some kind of a, a small mini-series or even just competitive uh, day of action or training or something with the Ramblers? There's a Super 7 series which happens over here, and um, most of the nations will put a development team into that. You generally won't see the World Series players, but you'll see the next tier of players. Um, we also get some requests from the unions to, can you give this guy a chance? Uh, can, we'd like to see this guy play. Mike Friday has done that with me. He's, he's kind of given me a couple of 
people to put in rugby town so you could take a look at them. Um, and um, that will always be an opportunity. But us, us wearing a, a, a tournament, I mean, it's a possibility. Um, we, we, we might do that, but I, I don't see it in the immediate um, future just because of travel restrictions. Mags, what's it going to be like game day between Free Jacks and NOLA when Mr. Barry, your partner in rugby, has a son playing against him? Good question for, for David. Right? It'll be a great game nonetheless, so we're excited for it. Well, my, my wife Maureen has said that under no circumstances is she cheering for the Free Jacks when they play NOLA. <laughs> so um, the rest of the game, she's fine. So does that open you to cheer, to cheer for the Free Jacks? <laughs> I'll probably be – I'll be Switzerland. Yeah, cool. Switzerland, Barry. Love it. All right, gentlemen, I really appreciate you coming on with us. Mr. Alexander Magleby, Mr. David Barry, and, of course, Mr. Brian Ray. Thank you for your time. Matt McCarthy, on behalf of these gentlemen, for Rugby Wrap-Up, signing off. And the hat's reversible. That's wicked smat.